and welcome to podcast 302 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dupe and Mad FM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Are you sure it's 302 and it's not 3 oh, plus 2 or whatever it was? Uh, uh, it's a reference to the last week's pod where I absolutely spangled up the intro. Uh, oh, you I'm did, like, yeah, I remember that. It, and then and you, I left it in, so everyone. And then knows. you dug out Matt by saying Matt makes a mess of the intro most of the time, anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, especially moving on. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Hope you're good. Glad to have you back, mate. Good to have you back, Matt. <laughs> nice to see that I didn't mess that intro up. I rarely mess intros up. It's sometimes outros. Yeah, too fair. It's mm. it's it's mad asking for silly requests at the start of the pod. Never happens. Indeed. So, uh, on this week's pod, we're going to be talking about transfer silly season and some of the projected moves in the media, uh, some of the larger players that are potentially moving to insert club here, from insert club here. So, And then we'll be considering who we would potentially look to replace them if and when they move on uh, in football manager land. So there is you know, that lovely cross-pollination of real-life football with actual football manager because you know end of the season things but before we get to that we have a hometown hero save update from mr dupe oh what yeah i've got a new save matt no yeah got a new save tell us uh we were we had a pod a couple of weeks ago last week whenever it was we had a pod and uh we were talking we about we have one every week (laughs) (laughs) we've had one every week for six years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd like to uh, put this out there. I'm I'm very tired right now. I'm about to go on holiday, and I haven't. I say holiday. It's I'm going to a Haven Park, Matthew. It's not really holiday. Um, that that sounds like <laughs> I would rather get a rusty bread knife and chop my penis off oh, than go no. to that. Are you I mean, going here by choice, Dupe, or are you being are you being checked in there? Right. Um, yes, man. I got a new save, mate. Um, I'm. I've. Uh, we had a pod a couple of weeks ago. Uh, was it last week or the week? We we have a few pods apparently. Matt said. Um, and I decided that I actually wanted to venture into doing uh, some written content. And um, I basically, at this moment in time, I'm not streaming. I'm not creating any sort of content. So I thought, why not try something a little bit different? And I'll be honest, I actually op- uh, writ the start of the blog before I had even loaded up the save. Um, so the start had already been written. And I was like, right, this now means that I have to go in and, and, and start. So if you don't know, um, I was born a mile away from Cheltenham Town's ground, uh, originally called Wadden Road, then the World of Smiles, uh, the Johnny Rock Stadium. Like, we, we actually, I think we've had this conversation. We were going to do it as a quiz, weren't we, lads? That we talk about these horrendous names for stadiums now. Mm, uh, and we're going to yeah. do that, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Cheltenham has had some horrendous ones. Um, but yeah, we, we took over from uh, a football manager legend, uh, Michael Duff. Um, if you know, well, actually, in fact, most people should know, unless you're Dave, most people should know who Mike Duff is. Um, and I took over Chatham Town and I was hoping to kind of start on a, on a, on a kind of on a flyer. And the pod kind of, the pod, the blog talks about how I start the season and how I do preseason and our first game against Peterborough that we won, which was awesome. The next blog doesn't uh, is, is going to basically start talking about the five games that we don't pick up a victory. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, it, yes. So I do men- mention the fact that I spent the whole of the preseason working on my four four two, having a really good preseason. The fact that I wasn't going to panic and just chuck into a different tactic. It lasted four games. Uh, five games. Four league games. One EFL Cup game to which we were absolutely just spanked off the park. Our XG was horrendous. Um, we just seemed to lose so many battles in midfield. I needed an extra midfielder in there. I needed some protection in front of the, the um, centre-backs. So I kind of swiftly panicked, chucked all of the 4-4-2 <laughs> out of the window. <laughs> you say I panicked. I'm panicking. Don't panic. <laughs> I panicked um, <laughs> and uh, yeah I threw it all out the window after I said I wouldn't do that and I've done that so we have now gone to in my f- holiday <laughs> a 4-3-3 three, three. 
Um, and I'm trying to play a little bit of a high press system in the football league, uh, league one to be precise. Reason being is like I have six or seven of my starting eleven that have really good stamina, really good um, high work rate, really you know in your face if quite aggressive. So I thought, Do you know what, let's just play to that. Um, so we have, and I've, I've I'm playing two. Uh, inside forwards which is very unlike me I'm playing a pressing forward on its own at the top which again is very unlike me and we're getting results and the results have changed um, we've also had a bit of a change in backroom staff and hopefully this may be helping some of when we kind of this was all in line with when we changed systems as well so the coaching staff have been upgraded a little bit I mentioned earlier in the blog that we couldn't actually do that I went and got a director of football in and a technical director he's doing the same job I will, I mean, this could be the quiz because Mad knows, so we won't, we won't quiz Mad. <laughs> I know, it's when you forgot in, that I know. <laughs> <laughs> I brought in an absolute wonderful uh, person to come and be my director of football. And Matt, I'm going to give you three random guesses or two random guesses because we haven't got all night uh, of who that director of football can be, could be. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. One of the, well, probably, arguably one of the, the very up there, top three world's, World Cup goals, greatest goals. Mm. I'm going to put you out of your, your misery because you look like you're about to go I, through I'm, child labour um, give him the second clue give him one of the clubs I think you gave me the clubs previous so he's clubs. managed uh, he's, he's, he's played for Ajax Milan and he's managed the national team of Netherlands and managed Ajax as well oh Kaiman it is Van Basten Van Bastard yeah. Van Basten Van Basten 970 pound a week I'm paying this guy <laughs> to be my director of football and my uh my technical director as well very good at, uh, when I say very good attributes probably why he's available terrible attributes really but for league one absolutely fine he also has 17 on his coaching uh attribute for attacking so I'm like okay well we're gonna get you involved in coaching as well you know you said you said Van Basten it could equally have been Dennis Burkamp it could have been like, mm, because yeah. I'm just thinking like yeah, I don't that, know why I went for Koeman he didn't play, he didn't, play, he didn't play for Milan though did he Inter Milan he played for Inter oh he did again I only said Milan yeah no do you know what? absolutely fair point well presented um, but it was Van Basten I probably couldn't get Dennis Burkamp he's also my director of football at Harlem Dupe as well so you know yeah I didn't know respect. that because I don't read your blog um, so I didn't know, but yeah, he's come in and I don't know whether it's that reputation boost that he's come in. We've actually been able to improve our staff. Um, I've kind of given full reign like I normally do. He has stuck to pure a hundred percent English play, uh, staff members, which I thought was quite good. Um, but he has come in and he's really improved. We've gone from like having next to no, um, really low on the kind of the, the, the comparison graphs that they put up to now actually being kind of like top half uh where our our board wouldn't let us do anything so i'm very i'm very happy with him and very impressed with him uh one quick thing i would nod to we are on a very good running streak at the moment of winning games and i'm a bit scared to actually hit continue because i've done the matthew trick i, I i'm playing it on the mac at the moment matt and i've not shut it down it's just been so running uh, because we've we've genuinely gone from like relegation fodder to now we're in the playoffs and in the league I have not lost in six games so I don't really want to affect that and I've got kind of like a good little run going into October but I need to kind of kind of get some written content out on it before I go too far because uh, yeah, I'm a blogger now find, definitely find if you dare have the audacity to switch between machines mm. that oh that that you uh that can upset it as well so what i actually tend to and it, it's ridiculously superstitious and yeah. there, it's absolutely completely unfounded in any form of logic but i tend if i've started if i if i've started playing on the pc i and i'm on a good good run i will then but i then want to go and play it on my mac for example i want to go and watch tv whilst playing i will then stream from my pc but on that. the Mac, That's or, or vice, or vice versa, depending on what the situation is, it's rare that that I would do it like stream from the Mac to the PC. But, but yeah, I, it's it's ridiculous, and I know it's ridiculous. But it, equally, when I'm on a good run, everyone knows the luck modifier is a thing. Oh, 100 percent. So, 
it, yeah. it's it's funny and i mean it's a pod in its own right these little uh ways of doing things these little i want lucky ways i really want to actually find the time to actually try and put some form of scientific uh, scientific experiment behind like the how to work out with the luck modifier how much of it is in our heads and is is kind of circumstantial and we just kind of it looks like every time we need it to work it seems to like it becomes a thing or whether it is just like absolute nonsense so i, d- I don't know how there is a way of scientifically capturing that but i think, I think that, Matt, that- it, would, it exists on raz's timeline on twitter to be honest because he puts it up every time he sees it <laughs> no, it's it's ludicrous. There's so many little things that little quirks that I do, and this is a little uh, little tangent, but we love these. Like for example, if I'm like one nil up and it's like ten minutes ago, I put my mouse in my goal, and I the just, thing is, I I, I I don't even think about it. I just put my mouse in my goal, and I'll be moving my mouse in the goal, kind of just. Like, this is, you know, I'm an extra defender or an extra goalkeeper. It makes absolutely to, no odds. Yeah, but I used to do similar things on, like, CMO 102. Like, you'd leave your, put your mouse on the side of the team, or if you've... Uh, it was It's the same as, um, I don't some. I remember playing the original Pokemon games, like the blue and blue and red. Like if you wanted to capture a Pokemon, you'd press down and A or down and B, and that would, it would always work. What? Didn't always work. Like, oh, okay. so... Um, but it was like one of those things that you just, you, it works once. And so you just, you do it every time from that point. It's complete like nonsense. I don't think it actually works at all. But if you feel like it, like that one time is enough to justify in your head to continuously do this for the next 30 years. Yeah, there's so many little, like the other thing I do, I don't, this isn't the pod, but the, the other thing that I do, Matt, is I, when I'm watching in 2D, I will kind of hover the mouse around the player I want them to pass to, or I'll start clicking let's, on that player. Let's stick a pin in this because this is an excellent <laughs> idea. FM super superstitions. Yeah. We'll come back like, to it. it yeah. We'll come back to it, and it's gonna be. This is gonna be a pod all on its own. Yeah, I need yeah. to be on that pod because I am so superstitious with this sort of stuff. Yeah. I think we're gonna have no, to get some um, community input in this one as well because there's a lot of agreed. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. Because I always play with my willy out every Brilliant. time I play FM. So um, we can confirm that. Yeah, we never see it. Yeah, we Not that big, so we've never seen it. Oh, you heard the rap at the start of the pod, Matt. Like, genuinely. <laughs> I think we're, we're okay. But yes, Cheltenham's doing good. And hopefully we'll have some more uh, written content out. The only problem is I have to get, like, the nod from Matt. I have to send it to him. He has to read it and make sure he's happy with it. Because I'm a bit of a rogue. And then he Maddily kind of, instead of Grammarly. He, well, he then kind of, like, he gets his red pen out and he he, he scribbles left, right, and centre. And, and then away Yeah, but you go. like it. I put on my glasses and I kind of look down. You, you, you've got a thing going there. Yeah, it's fine. Wow. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> Where can we find this blog, Duke, by the way? Sorry, you haven't mentioned it. Uh, we can find it at um, fivestarpotential.com. Wow. Uh, it is the featured uh, bit of content at the moment, the spotlight feature, right? It certainly is. Hometown hero. Well, the link for said blog will be in the description. So you don't even have to look too far for it. Um, And I will not be reading out the entire link because it's ridiculous and there's hyphens there. So (laughs) it is a good blog, though, I must say. And it's gone down really well. So kudos to you. Thank you. The newest blog around the scene. Do you know what? One thing I will say, right? I have done a few written bits of content in the past, but they've been very heavily edited, changed, discussed, and like it's not fully my work. Mm-hmm. This is fully my work. And like, what I, I liked one tweet, or it was a comment. It was like, you can really see this is Duke writing it. Like it's his, it's his personality coming through, which is nice. You know. You mean you didn't even use the tone change thing on Grammarly? No, no. I, I do feel I don't even think I put it through Grammarly. I must, I must have put it through Grammarly. <laughs> I pay a lot of money for Grammarly. I was going to say, I, I've seen your tweets. There's no fucking way you've done an entire article. <laughs> That's only 150 characters. <laughs> the problem is, <laughs> no, no, no. When I type, when I type, I have it all sorted and it kind of does the pre, pre-Grammarly stuff. When I do it on my phone or the iPad and I put a tweet out, it, it doesn't have the Grammarly keyboard automatically. So sometimes it just does it on itself. And that's the real me. And that's how I like Twitter to be, the real me, okay? You need to start paying this me instead of mistakes and all. I don't know. Some of the suggestions you were coming up with, I kind of sacked off anyway, so. 
did you use worse or worst more often? Um, I never blog? actually had to speak about that because unlike uh, the blogs that Matt do, we're actually quite successful, Matt. Uh, so Sorry. I had to say better. Sorry. Or greater. Five games of that one? <laughs> Sorry. Never mind. It's okay. Okay. Happy blogging, dude. Looking forward to the next one. You type it up yourself, yeah, so you prick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Violence. That's too Violence. far. You've gone too that far. It's too then. far. He has gone too far. He's gone very far there. Anyway, let, let's move on. Transfer silly season. Uh, it seems to be a bit of a theme across everything at the moment, uh, with Twitter going wild for. So I, I guess it's become a bit of a meme because some people are idiots and have n- absolutely no concept of what a realistic transfer is in football these days. Uh, I don't if you if you've not witnessed some of the greatness of some people, then I suggest you go onto Twitter and start searching them out because some of them are wow. It's not even unrealistic in football manager terms. It's just like, what planet are you fucking living on at this point to think that you can sign player X for that little money or sell player for that exorbitant fee? Anyway, it's got to that time of the year that we all enjoy. The summer transfer window. It's not quite open yet, but it's getting there. But it's also that time of year when you can lose one or maybe more of your larger players, um, some of which may be happening for a team based in the West Midlands. Um, because they failed to get promoted. Anyway, we're going to take Mm. a look at some of the potential big moves of this window, uh, where we'll think they'll end up, and who we'd replace them with if we were playing on Football Manager with that team. So we've picked out some of the larger, or I guess more anticipated or highly speculated moves uh, from a selection, and... Some of these, by the time this pod comes out, could have been confirmed, which is why we've decided to pull the trigger on this a little bit earlier than we'd originally intended. But we'll see what happens, really. Uh, So some of them, uh, again, may have already happened. But let's start with Alexis McAllister. Uh, Brighton to Man City, Brighton to Liverpool are probably two of the more heavily speculated moves that he might be making. do we first of all? I guess the easy thing is: Do we think it's going to happen? Do we think Brighton are likely to hold on to to Alexis McAllister? I think it's it's one of them up there that's that's going to happen. I think we mentioned Brighton later, and and I think this is probably the most most obvious one. I think there's very much uh, that his last game that he played, he kind of did the old fashioned that we're going to just going to wave to the fans just to get the people talking. It's like uh, it's like they've got a bet on themselves that they're going to go. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. A couple of million. I don't think oh, we've mentioned don't. Tony. It's fine. Different, different story that one. Hmm. 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 Okay. So, I, I guess either of those clubs can afford to buy him. Uh, although Brighton do have a a very strong owner in that he will not bend over to allow. So, like, I think he's basically been screwed over a bit too much with the whole losing. Uh, Graham Potter, as well as a couple of other players to Chelsea, in the, in the likes of Kukurea going uh, when Potter left. So they're, they're not short of money anymore. They've just qualified for Europe themselves for the first time ever. Mad, I'll let you interject. I mean, I think you'd be mad. You'd be almost mad probably not to to cash in on him. Like he's, it's not even six months ago the guys won the World Cup. Um, he he has a release clause. I'm not quite sure how much it is. I don't know if it's if it's actually out there, and I haven't seen it. But I know he does have a release clause. But I think the thing for me that stands out, especially if you look at the last six games for Brighton, like when I think about Alexis McAllister, I know he often spends time in a in a deep role. I think it depends on where like Casado might be playing because Casado's had to go into right back at times. But I think of him as a ten. I think of him as um, you know, a lot of the ball going through him into other players. But the one thing that really comes to my mind is he loves shooting on goal, long shots, shoots from outside the box. Um, and he's got great technique uh, in terms of long shots. They have a guy who we've just seen um, score not one, but two worldies, I would call them, screamers against Chelsea and Arsenal. That's that Julio Enciso chap. I think he's 18. Um, I don't know if you saw. Uh, sorry, it was Man. It was a Man City. He scored City. the goal. The one yeah, sorry. City probably, yeah. the, the one fans against City. Clapping, and one was against Chelsea. 
the one against City was one of the best goals you'll see all year. If you haven't checked it out, please do. But I'm kind of looking at that. I know he's probably, maybe he's a bit more of a wide player and maybe they might be looking at him, developing him to a central player. But that's the Brighton model. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't say he's a ready-made replacement, but they've got players there clearly in, in mind that they can bring in and they're confident in those players' abilities. So now would be the time. I think he's only got maybe two years left on his contract. He's just won the World Cup. There is a release clause that they can confidently say, meet it or he's not going anywhere. Um, and can they afford it? Of course they can. Both those clubs can afford that. No problem. I just think like, I think they've got to, they've got to really concentrate about how they're going to approach the Europa League. It's, it's a big jump for them. They're going to need to, I don't think they, if, if they, if he goes, I don't think they cannot not replace him. That he, they so need to have the as depth. Much bodies, I was say, as, as much bodies as much bodies and good quality bodies. Exactly as that. As much as anything, isn't it? So my suggestion, who I would replace him with if he's going, and I think he is, I would head over to Germany, to Leipzig and go get Danny Elmer. A bit of an FM football manager, <sighs> wonder kid. He is in a contract dispute at the moment. He wants to leave. They would play some absolute fantastic football. Uh, Brighton do and it would really appeal to kind of his skill set the way that he plays and uh, I think he would fit in that squad very very nicely I wonder what they get I mean I think I must look at the table because I know the Bundesliga ended today today they're in Champions League right Um, at time we're recording on a Saturday I think they've made Champions League RBL right Um, Uh, I I don't know double check but the question would be, can they attract him? The player I had on my list, and it probably does depend on the last day of the Premier League season, he's been heavily linked with Newcastle. Um, but there's a lot of other names now kind of coming up because of the Champions League qualification. If Leicester were to get relegated and if Newcastle aren't really in the frame, I'd be all over James Madison if I'm Brighton. Um, I just don't think that's a Brighton signer. I think he's just, he's the quality that they that they could do with. You know, a lot more games next season, stepping up the levels. Premier League proven um, and again thinking about the McAllister role you know he, big goal contributor and I think that's where McAllister comes in when you look at that Brighton squad you know the goals are coming from Matoma McAllister Ferguson's obviously starting to chip in um, but they need goal scorers because they they don't have a 20 goal a season player just yet I don't see them going out and buying a player like like that in my opinion um, for me, one other one would be uh, like Graven Birch. I know I'm talking FM Wonder Kid players here, but he's currently at Bayern. He's got moved, even if they took him on loan, because they have to be really careful with how this season pans out. They could put a lot into that Europa League. They could find themselves slipping down that, that league and being in a very difficult position, but they don't want to sign these players on big contracts. Go get somebody that could play the games and they could maybe capitalize on the loan market. Gavin Birch would be a good option. He doesn't play at Bayern Munich. I think he wants out as well. So Twitter says, uh, which is a really good source. But he would be a, a good little bit of talent. They like the young. They like the, the blood and through. However, they also got some fantastic scouts in South America that will come up with somebody amazing. Well, you've mentioned Bayern there. And one of the players... This is probably one of the more surprising bits of speculation. But I'm going to include two players in one here. Uh, because it's such a, a similar kind of, not similar player, but in terms of their their value to a club, they're very similar. Declan Rice has been speculated to go to potentially Bayern from West Ham. There's also Arsenal in there. And basically anyone who isn't West Ham is yeah. pretty much being speculated. But then there's also Ruben Neves, who's being speculated to be on Barca's radar, but they're not wanting to pay for him even though he's still under contract. So Barca doing Barca things, apparently. But the reason why I'm including them both is because both are captains at their clubs. Mm. Both are so important to how they play. Uh, And obviously, Ruben Neves, despite being Portuguese, he's been at Wolves for a long time now. He was with them when they got promoted to the Premier League, um, the, the last time they got promoted. So he's been there a long time. So he's part of the culture of the club. And, and Declan Rice obviously made his debut, I think, for West Ham in that same same season that Neves was at Wolves. So they've both been at the clubs for a similar amount of time. 
a similar amount of like the cultural worth to a club. Um, and I think I think probably Declan Rice's performances this season have shown how much of a better player he is than the position he's been or the way he had been played. He's, I think it's kind of, especially when he plays for England, I think he's been, he's almost devalued by just saying, you just, you know, just sit, sit back and, and do a bit of clean up. Whereas he, he is arguably the most complete English midfielder. He can do everything. He doesn't stop running. He's incredible. But, if so to to make sure we this doesn't just turn into us talking about real life football let's let's bring this back to fm you've got that it's heavily speculated that you're going to lose your captain who's been with you for 5 years he's one of the he is one of if not the best player at the club what are you doing like how are you preparing yourself for one either the inevitable move or whether it be this summer or what have you, and assuming he goes, what? How are you planning to reinvest that money that you have coming in? It's a really interesting question because, in my mind, there's three elements of this, three questions: Am I replacing a DM? Am I replacing a leader? Or am I, or am I replacing what Declan Rice has evolved into, which is this all incorporating? box to box, like good in defense, good on the attack, contributing, driving everything, right? And that's where it becomes tricky when I put the FM hat on. Because you do you do need to define it uh, for FM. You, do, you need to be a bit specific what you're looking for. So going back on the three questions, I think if I'm looking for a DM and who might be out there, um, I think, again, depending depending on what happens, but indeed he's sitting there at Leicester um, and is as good as a DM you'd probably get for that level at the Premier League. If I'm more thinking about a player who can add more than just sitting, which is what Rice has been doing for West Ham, it probably depends on the domino effect of other factors. But like, I can't see Calvin Phillips hanging around um, Man City. I, I, I think Pep is just going to be like, nah, you can go wherever you want. And if West Ham are sitting on a pile of cash, and again, if he gets back to fitness, because I think that's been his issue, you could slot Phillips in there very easy to start picking up a lot of that energy and a lot of that movement and being the engine in the middle. Um, but the last thing I'll think is if I'm thinking about the leadership and, and that's where I'm like, especially if there's a young side or an inexperienced side, James Ward-Prowse is a West Ham signing if I've ever seen one or a David Moy signing, I think. Um, and I think he'd be available um, kind of pretty easily, obviously, with Southampton be relegated. See, I would go for Southampton, but I'd go for somebody slightly different. I'd go for Lavia. Uh, I think he's the, with the youth on his side and the fact that he he can do all that we've seen Deck do. I think Deck do is quite good, but Deck we've seen do. all that from from Lavia. I think Lavia is a very good player, but he's also got that youth on his side. Yes, he's, you're not going to get the leader out of him, but uh, that West Ham side is full of like some really good leaders on there. Thomas Suchek, all these players that have been there, done that, about to go and win the uh, the, the European Conference League. For me. If I'm looking at that squad as my and I'm managing that in FM, I would be going for youth. I'd be going for play, players that can do the job, and I could be I, I can find leaders elsewhere. I'll just sign Slatan mm. again on on loan. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what they like. What I hear about Lavi is that like Liverpool like him. Um, Chelsea have considered him in the past. City have a buyback or something on him, right? Uh, like yeah, City, City have a buyback. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say City have a buyback. So I'm just but wondering would West Ham City get him? But it depends. Him. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think they will either. Depends well, on desperate well, Liverpool. Is, would would they would they would they sign him back just so someone else couldn't get him? Do you think yeah, that maybe. they're because it, it's not like he because he's he's what he's not quite turned nineteen yet. No, God, so it's stupidly ultimately, young, yeah. Jesus. So even even if they just say we'll sign you and uh, re sign you because he's obviously he's been relegated now, we will re sign you for whatever the val- whatever it was, and then. Will look to loan you out to someone, so effectively, it's not money isn't an issue for them, is it? So it, it's it's more hit the players' happiness, and like he's had a full season of playing Premier League football, week in week out when he's been fit, so he's likely to not want to lose that. So I, I would imagine that would be at the forefront of the player's mind, even if it's not the club's mind. I I think it's not. It might be a city thing to. Do. I don't think it's a Pep thing to do. Like Pep seems to be 
fairly like you know if, if a player is coming to Pep and he says I I want I want to go elsewhere and I want to you know do the best for my career Pep kind of looks at it and goes this you know yeah you do what's best for your career if if Pep thinks that this is good for Lavi's career or if he thinks he's going to use him then maybe but other than that but I, it's I'm not, not sure. it's not necessarily that the, I I think when it comes to those sorts of transfers um I think at least if um the all or nothing Man City documentary and how things is run is is still mm. similar to it was back then. They come to the, the Pep come, goes to the recruitment team with the requirements of I want X player or player to do this this and this. They will go and find a player that does mm. this this and this, rather than him going to them and saying I want this guy. True, so. True, true. It could well be that they sign him. It's not like he's not going to get consulted on it, but I would imagine it's the sort of thing that they may think if if it gets ridiculous, like if Liverpool or whoever, Chelsea, bid an exorbitant amount of money. I, I don't know if he has a relegation release clause in his contract at Southampton, um, but it would be... It would be daft of them not to buy someone, but if they know they've got Chelsea sniffing around for fifty million, for example, and they've got a buyback fee for twenty, we'll buy him for twenty and then sell him on. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, they could also swap him for for, for Phillips, right? Like we mentioned, Phillips hasn't really settled. Um, you could kind of free up that squad space, maybe sell him to someone on the cheap. If you know you've already got a buyback price for a guy that's going to be worth a fortune in the future, because. He's a good player. Very good player. It's probably a good segue, Matt, into another one on the list that also might have a determining factor, right? Whatever happens with Gundogan. Because they may... Indeed. It could be an extra midfield spot that's opening up if... Because he's still, to to this day, he hasn't signed a new contract, right? He's been offered... So the the, the sticking point was he was only being offered a one-year extension. He's now been offered a two-year extension. Um, Barca are still sniffing around him Arsenal are su- supposedly sniffing around him as well he's got one big move left in him really uh, at 32 Ludicrous I would have thought the, the, I, the, only, the only thing I, I would see that would make him potentially leave City now is if they win the Champions League and he's like yeah, that, that's, that's a good point to bow out at that that's the only thing I can I can see. Like obviously, he's in. You could argue the form of his life. Like yeah, he had time. that the the season where they didn't have the uh, the recognised striker, and he was getting a lot of goals from midfield. You wouldn't have thought he would be close to bettering that season, especially now with Haaland. and he's just been in ridiculous form at the tail end of this season. Um, so his stock with everyone is going to be high because he's kind of proving and you could say he's putting himself in the shop window you know that lovely anecdotal piece of nonsense where he knows his contract is is expiring and he knows that the better I look the more likely I'm get to get a, a, a sizable pay increase wherever I end up or if I end up staying uh, and it, sh- surely that has been the thing that has prompted the two-year o- offer of an extension over the one year, because um, he's shown his worth and value to that team. He's been a big reason as to why they've now won the league, right? Because they've surged, surged. Uh, what, but equally, time. like you were saying about Neves and Rice and their importance to a club, that they're, they're really he is the leader in that team as well, mm. and so it's. That's a. I think it's perhaps would perhaps be a bit. Um, it's not. It's not just a case of you're losing a, a player who's obviously in very good form. You know, form form can come and go, and once you get that little bit older, I think sometimes it it tends to wane a bit more. But you replacing that level of leadership, player knowledge, and I mean he's been at City for a long time as well now in comparison to some of the teams, sometimes you need a player to tide you over in that sort of situation. And I, I think I've started doing it more in my own FM saves, actually. Uh, and I think the importance of having the the player happiness and having team leaders in a in a club 
as, as part of the social hierarchy, I've noticed that is a a big thing, and it wouldn't be a big thing in FM if it wasn't in real life. And so losing a, a leader of that nature is difficult when you just can't. It's it's something you just can't replace. But I think the only the only time we've seen recently is the the like the likes of maybe Casemiro joining United, where he's come in with a ridiculous pedigree in comparison to the the level of midfielder that they that United already had, a ridiculous level of experience, but he commanded respect as soon as he started, and and it's but it's rare that you get that right off the bat. Yeah, you're right, and I think we've we've I just wanted to really just touch with with Gundogan what we mentioned about the fact that he shows up at the end of the season. We he does everything. He he's a leader all the way through that season, Matt. But what he seems to do is is when everyone else seems to kind of run out of gas, he's the one that kind of steps up. He's the one that scored the goal against Villa to kind of give him the title last year, and they would be they'd be crazy. Absolutely crazy to let let him go. I'd hate to see him go to a team like Arsenal. I, I really would, uh, because I think he he deserves a bit more than that, in my opinion. It's one of those rare players that, if you were in in FM world, you wouldn't. Even though he's, a, I know that the the whole thing about not wanting to sign players over thirty generally uh, is is you know it, it, there's a reason why that exists, and that's because. Unless they are extremely or have extremely high natural fitness, the player the player's physical attributes drop off a cliff. Like and it's and it's it's stark and it's quick for some players. All of a sudden they hit thirty two and that's it. Their legs fall off, or at least that's what it looks like in game. But sometimes it's. I remember uh, on FM twenty two when I was at Atletico, I actually kept um, Saul. In uh, it, even though he wasn't even playing that often, I didn't really have a leader to replace him with. So, despite being thirty six, I still kept him around. It didn't really. He would sometimes come off the bench. He he would he was happy to accept like a third of the wage he was previously on. So, in comparison to what I had been paying him to, or, or sort of the contract I inherited it, sort of him being on, I got him to sign a contract at under a hundred thousand pounds a week, which. He he wasn't like he was a bad player. It's just I had better players that I was able to sign, and it meant that I could sort of have a bit more of a dovetail in my team. I had a young French defensive midfielder who I was going to be the long term sort of his long term successor, but and he was starting a lot of games. Um, but it meant that I had that person, that leader on or largely off the pitch there for me to sort of tutor the younger players coming through. Um, which I felt was important because I had, I even though I ended up winning the league in my first season there, it was very much a, a season of transition. I was trying to sort of replace a lot of players. A lot of contracts were running out at the same sort of time, or players were declining all at the same sort of time. It was sort of the end of that. The, I guess the it was a proper end to the Simeone era, and Saul was probably the like the last player of that generation who was still there at 36 um but i i guess that's a massive tangent that we've just gone on about sort of squad hierarchy and and, and leadership and how important leadership is in fm it's actually interesting Matt. you mentioned that Atletico madrid as well because the player i was looking at i know we, we must come back to ruben nevis in a minute but for replacing gundogan again i think if gundogan goes it's his choice and if i'm pep looking to replace a lot of what gundogan gundogan brings the player I was looking at was Rodrigo de Paul at Atletico Madrid. He, I mean, he can play deep as a midfielder. He can play in the attack midfield strata. He can defend, he can score. And I'm looking at his attributes in FM and he's, I mean, le- even leadership 15 is popping out to me. Technique 15, passing 15, first touch 15, dribbling 15, determination 15. Like, he's as all around as you get. He is 28, but he, yeah, he's someone you could slot in really, really easily. Um, and I never really copped how good that guy is in FM. He's banging. He never I think pulls he's up one any of... trees, though, does he? Like you never see screenshots. Paul, of... Paul, Paul's up any trees. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible name. You never see any screenshots of him like on Twitter. Like look how good this guy is. 
That's, it, but I'm just looking at it here. He's just an all rounder, I suppose, because he's 28, right? Like, and he's he turns 29 in May. Um, you know, I'd say he's 28. Yeah, uh, I'd say he passes by really quickly. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, when there's not many people taking over saves going after 28, 29 year old midfielders, and he's he's going to cost a bit of money too, right? But he's a cracking player, and even in real life, he is quite good. I think Atletico. It's just you know they're again they're they're a team that's not really pulling up any trees to be honest. Yeah, uh, he's he's phenomenal. He's a really really good player. Right. Well, one final one, I think, um, and it's probably the 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 biggest transfer of the transfer window. It'll be interesting to see what the fee is. As an, it it's it's I would say it's pretty much ninety percent there. If if it's not by the time this comes out, but Bellingham to Dortmund uh, from Dortmund to Real Madrid, I think this this was a bit of a surprise because it seemed to be nailed on that he was going to Liverpool because of his relationship with Jordan Henderson and Trent that has been sort of fostered throughout the, their time together on England camps, and seemingly whether whether it was a case of Liverpool not qualifying for the Champions League has oh, really not. cemented that. and maybe maybe that's it or or i I don't really know what else his uh what what else would be driving that decision other than perhaps he's he seems to be a really determined player and he obviously wants to win things i think that's i mean that midfield that if assuming he does go is obscene and it's obscene for, for that that's a 15 year midfield yeah, and yeah, and yeah. equally, we were talking about leadership and having a bit of dovetailing of your older players who are who are winding their careers down. You've got the new guys coming in. I mean, you've got the likes of Luka Modric and Tony Kraus. Oh, Kroos. I'm not sure how I'm Kroos, supposed to pronounce yeah. yeah, you are. Kroos. I'm not going to um, sit here and tell you off. Um, you've got those two players who have extreme amounts of experience, have like the winning pedigree. And you've got the likes of then Bellingham, you've got Valverde, you've got Camavinga, who arguably hasn't really played a huge amount of midfield, but obviously that's where he he is more likely to play. That I mean, that's a ridiculous. And they setup. got the other chap as well, um, uh, Chiromani. Yes. Yeah, so they are stacked. So that that midfield, assuming injuries don't happen like one that's amazing one recruitment incredible squad building like that is that is like fm level in fact that's joe levels of fm squad planning <laughs> because he, like you've got the you've got the old players who are, are, st- are still incredibly useful and like i mean modric he's what 37 38 and he you wouldn't know it with the, with the way he plays um so it it means that you've then got this players that are still on the top of their game just before they're about to start start tailing off with incredible youth players coming through who can quite happily start as well. Uh, that is, um, yeah, some squad building. But no, I guess the bigger question really is, assuming he does go uh, or ju- does go to Real Madrid, what did Dortmund do? Because that's a massive hole to fill. Not just, and again, the, the, there seems to be like an almost unintended theme about leadership. Despite his relatively young age, Jude Bellingham is the, he does it for England. He, I've seen him do it for Dortmund as well. He drives a team forward, not just with, like he possesses leadership well beyond his years, but equally gets the crowd involved as well and tries to like pump everyone up bring everyone up to his level if they're not sort of not pulling their weight in a game he's the one he is like a captain at 19 or a player with incredible leadership at 19 but Dortmund that's going to be such a big miss for them there's a player I've seen in FM and in real life not in person obviously but uh, on TV I was actually in France and I happened to be watching Lons play Marseille now, Lons have actually had an incredible season. Um, I think second or third, uh, as we speak, not far off the top, considering their resources, size of the club. And they have a player called Seco Fofana. He's Ivory Coast. And, like, I was watching, I watched this game for 90 minutes, and he was everywhere in the midfield. 
Like he was back making tackles as a DM. And then all of a sudden he was up in the box. He actually scored. I think I think he scored in that game or else it was an, another one I saw since. And he's up and down. And like I've I've been looking at him in FM. Now the only thing is he's 27, but that's not that old really. Far from me to judge. Attributes wise, he can play anywhere you want him to as a CM. Um, and there is that leadership there, 15. Stamina, 16. Work rate, 18. But he also kind of complements that with technique, 14. Touch, 14. Passing, 14. Like, and, and having seen what he's done for, for Lons, he, he's been the Bellingham of Lons, I would say, carrying, helping to carry them to where they are in the league now. So he's unbelievable. Um, the only other one that quickly comes to mind, because we've just spoken about it, why wouldn't go? Why, why wouldn't Gundogan go back to Dortmund? Didn't he? He came from Dortmund. He won the league with Dortmund yes. under Klopp, I think. So if Bellingham was to go, and Gundogan wants to go, why not? Why not come home? That would be a good one. Come home, home sweet home. Nope, that, that. It's quite, the football romantic in me likes that. Yeah, it's it's nice. I'm it's just, very nice. But I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm question just terrified about, question about the Real Madrid midfield. Sorry, yeah, you sorry, Matt. Question. Just, like question for you, what, Matt. Can I just Duke. say one thing really yeah, quickly, sorry, Matt? You don't need to worry about that. As a Blackburn fan, you do not need to worry about that midfield. But <laughs> be, there'll be the moderate change before you might be playing them. So don't panic. Just enjoy it. Well, we were talking before we recorded about Blackburn's ten-year cycle of almost getting to Wembley yeah. but never actually getting yeah. to Wembley. So. Yeah, of 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 my entire life, Blackburn have actually t- they've been to Wembley twice in my lifetime. Um, once was part of the charity shield. Oh yes, uh, which we lost to Everton with Vinnie Samways getting the bin. Um, and then the playoff final that led to us getting promoted to the Premier League. So, but that they're the only two times. Actually, no. Yes, no. That is true because then the Worthington Cup final that we won. In two thousand and one, uh, was at the Millennium Stadium. So Ooh. I went to the Millennium Stadium uh, to watch Cheltenham beat Russian and Diamonds, which only mentioned it, Matt, because I know you're a big Russian and Diamonds fan. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not. I, I I currently live about three miles from where their stadium used to be. It's a, it's a homegrown hero. Um, yeah. So yeah, and uh, I just wanted to mention it because uh, a, a young Jamie Victory played, uh, which is obviously another football manager wonder kid. Did he get the? Did he get the victory? They did. They won. Three one. You love it. He's always going to get that with determination of twenty. <laughs> That's probably the only reason he got it. <laughs> I think Michael Duff played as well. To be fair. Oh, that. Uh, yeah. Thing is, in in CMO one o two, Cheltenham were fucked as soon as you signed both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, is there a quiz, Mister Madden? Time for the quiz. Joe will be devastated he's not here. I do have a quiz. It's a little bit topical as well. Not on the topic we've discussed, but just for what's happening in football at the moment. <laughs> it's um, a little bit topical if we spoke about something bit, completely different. topical for real life events, not so much what we've talked about on the pod. Um, it kind of, I suppose, in a way is connected to promotions and relegations. I have a list in front of me of all the teams that have, or right now will play in the Premier League, um, including the teams that have just been promoted, of course. There's going to be, as of the first day of next season, there'll have been 51 teams that have played in the Premier League. What I want from you two, playing against each other, is to name me the 10 teams with the fewest Premier League appearances in terms of seasons. Um, there are 10 Can clubs... Can we together? Can we just do it together? No, no, we're not friends around here, not, not having it. Um... There are 10 clubs who have less than five seasons in the Premier League since the Premier League started. Dupe is flexing his muscles and I'm really not sure how I feel about it. But at least he's not flexing anything else. Um, so 10 teams that have less than five seasons played in the Premier League. I'm going to alternate between you lads. And because Dupe has flexed his muscles uh, on camera, Matt, you get to go first. Um, so can you name me one of the teams... I can. Of the 10 that Swindon. have the fewest. Oh, including, <laughs> and it's including um, the newly promoted teams as well. Swindon gets you a point. Correct, Matthew. They have played in the Premier League once. Matt, can you tell me the year? 2000. 93-94. 93-94 is correct. I thought it was first year. Yeah. 
Hodder was a manager at the time, wasn't it? So a point for Matt. And Steve, Steve Mann as well, after Hoddle departed for Chelsea. Knowledge. Nice. Um, knowledge yeah. bomb. Dupe. Team, please. Old, Oldham. Oldham Athletic. How many mm. seasons do you think they've played in the Premier League? One. The correct answer is two. Uh, according mean, to Mike. All I know... Here. Is I when I went to Cyprus a couple of years ago. This was the like the quiz at lunchtime was to name all of the teams, ah. and uh, Oldham was the only team I missed out, so I had to say Oldham. <laughs> so I've learned Oldham <laughs> was learned. definitely there. Am I right in saying Oldham is the team that Dennis Irwin came from before he went to Man United? Yes, yes, more knowledge bombs. Excellent. So that's a point each, lads. Back over to you, Matt. Another team in Bradford the City. Bradford City. Any ideas as to how many, any guesses? Two seasons. Two seasons is correct, Matthew. Um, Bradford have only been in the Premier League twice. Most recently, they were relegated in 2001. And I believe now they're all, all the way down in, is it League Two or League or Two? Worse? Yeah. Actually, they... they uh, League Two, they got Mark Hughes in charge. Knowledge yeah. bombs. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Excellent stuff. We're going back over to you. Dupe for a knowledge bomb, please. So are we allowed to, is it from... Next season or this season? It includes the newly promoted teams. Luton. Luton Town is correct, <laughs> as we know. As of three o'clock this afternoon. A few hours ago, at the time of recording, they will become the 51st team to play in the Premier League, and it will be their first season, obviously. So that gets you a point. Well done, Dupe. Shout out to Nathan Jones. Matthew. Cardiff City. Cardiff City. How many do you think they have, Matthew? Two. Cardiff City have been in the Premier League twice. That is correct. The most recently relegated in the 2018-2019 season. Get to another point. Back to Dupe. Sad face. I'm going to go for Huddersfield. Huddersfield Town. How many do you reckon Huddersfield have had? Two. Huddersfield have spent two seasons in the Premier League, which is correct. Well be, done. I think they beat us twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also relegated in the same season as Cardiff for, uh, the last time they were in the Premier League, which was 2019, and are obviously uh, okay. back in the Championship under our friend Colin. Joe's friend Colin. He's not, I don't think he's there anymore. Has he finished now? I think he's Back on his summer yeah. holidays. Yeah. Right, boys. You are six out of ten on a roll. Matthew. Barnsley. Oh, shit. Barnsley. How many appearances, Matt, do we reckon Barnsley have in the Premier League? Uno. Uno, or one, is correct. 97-98. Uh, 97-98 under Danny Wilson <laughs> is correct. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> relegated in their first season in the Premier League. Gets you a point, Matt. Well done. Do... Uh, how many have you got left? So there's three to go of the ten. The bottom ten. So it's less than five, five so seasons. there are right? ten Just clubs that have less than five seasons played in the Oh, league. less than five. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to... I've got two in the bank now. Okay, Matt. So I'm going to go for Blackpool. Blackpool. Dupe, how many do you think Blackpool have had in the Premier League? I want to say one. Maybe two. One is correct. They were Ooh. promoted in the 2009-2010 season Ian and relegated Holloway. in 2011. Yes, of course, it was Ian Holloway. So that's four points each, boys. You are on 100%. I've got one, Matt. you got to get this. i got one. I don't know if we're going to go to sudden death. I'm going to have to jump down the list for a tiebreaker. Maybe. But, Matt, you will help. Mm. He nearly said something there and he's, he's pulled his head back from that microphone. <laughs> Can I get a sound clip of that? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like the guy from Minecraft. <laughs> Come on, we've got to get the clock on him here. Hang on a minute. You were... Because <laughs> <laughs> I know an answer. I'm trying to rush him. Hmm. 
There's a couple that I was going to go for, and I'm not. Fuck. <gasps> oh, I got another one. Oh, I got two, Matt. There's only two left. There, there are two, two left. I think, I think I'm having both, Matt. He's playing mind games with you, Matt. Don't listen to him. Fucking chief. If, I, if, if I've got them, I mean, you've watched Premiership years, Matt. You should know these. I don't know if they're that old, though. Two teams left that have less than five seasons in the Premier League. Dupe has got the biggest smile on his face. He just can't <laughs> wait for it to come to him. <laughs> Don't let him have it, Matt. Don't let him have it. Don't let him have the Jamie victory. I'm going going through, like I'm trying to I'm gonna miss gonna miss a team, that's the problem. I have to press you for an answer, Matthew. You are. For no reason other than it's Saturday night and we clearly have lives. Not really. <laughs> lives. Um, I'm going to go Derby, but I don't oh, think it's right. Oh, Derby County have featured in the Premier League a grand total of seven times. Shit, uh, that's a lot. So that's quite yeah, a lot, that's, that, that's what I... And they were last relegated in the 2007-2008 season. So it's not Derby. So, Dupe, it does go over to you. Okay. Oh, uh, let me have a think. Um, I'm gonna, I've got two. Uh, I'm going to go for Reading. Reading? They're just many, up the road from me. How many Which is times funny because think... I struggle with Reading. Um, three <laughs> many... times? Reading have indeed appeared in the Premier League three times. First promoted, yeah. sorry, most recently promoted back in 2011, 2012, and down again the following season, 2013. And haven't been and Matt, back you're going to kick yourself at this And are down again. Now, it is going to go back to Matt. Oh, okay. He's nearly... Uh, this, is, this is where, like, this format isn't fair. <laughs> well, I can give it to because... you if you want me. If, if you're well, no, in... that, that, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's not fair because, like, it's an even number. So I mean, he's we, he, you could argue he's technically he's, won. he's got five. If it was a penalty shootout, he's won because you missed one. <laughs> yeah, we, sh we should have done the ABBA. <laughs> should, that, we should have done that, or or we should have just done it together, or just not done a quiz. Um, can I can Boom. I help him with the last? Go one? on, dupe. You can take it away. You ready dupe. for this, Matt? Brentford. Um, Brentford. How many times, dupe? Um, or it would be three. Uh, three, yeah. This so that'd be four next season, I guess. Wouldn't three it? So appearances. Three. No, this... Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the Premier League, haven't been relegated yet. Brentford <laughs> is the last team. Correct. Well done. The that only means other one I had was, was Ipswich because I don't think I can tell Ipswich you would, that. That's the thing that went. That's that was going to be my derby answer, but then I think it's six for Ipswich. I have in front of me five for Ipswich. I have in front of me five for Hull City. And from there, it's six and above. So you were close. But no tiebreaker needed in the end. Dupe is the winner of tonight's quiz. Well done, Dupe. We don't play together. Uh, thanks thanks to the, the holiday rep in, um, in Cyprus three years ago for helping me with that. <laughs> you know who you are. You don't. They do. <laughs> right. Well, that brings episode 302 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all our latest football manager content including not one, not two, but three new written articles. We have Dupe's aforementioned hometown hero introduction, Mad's five players to watch at the Under-20 World Cup and Dupe's Wonder Kid Watch piece on a player we all surely know and love by now, Julian Duranville. Uh, and Dupe is apparently a blogger now. Woo! So. Woo. Uh, five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.